0: people, people. Yeah, people everybody in the booth
1: can tell myself smqb's episode 151 it's like your rum floater uh 151 for us guys it's been uh, we took a week off we were uh traveling and and uh generally recovering from the super bowl but so let's get into it before we talk super bowl Uh, Rooster, who are you sitting down with and having a drink with at the bar this week?
2: I am going to have a bar at my favorite Irish pub in Manhattan with one Max Snell. And I'm going to convince him that his career will take off, his marketing ability will take off, if he can just get on the Yankees and help win the World Series with a pitching staff that would include Garrett Cole, Marcus Stroman, Carlos Rodon and Hector Cortez in the starting lineup with him. It's it would be the 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 murderer's row of pitchers. Other than Mac, you saying Max Snow? I said Blake Snell, didn't I? Definitely I thought said, I said that. Blake Snell, but I might not have. We listened. knew what you meant. All
3: right, might have been Blake talking about a Snell. boxer from a hundred years ago. Yeah. Um.
1: All right. Milk, who do you
0: got? I mean, it's baseball season, so I'm right there with Rooster. I'm I'm going with Kevin Cash, uh, manager of the race. Ooh. And I'd like to hear his plan not to win the World Series. I don't care as much about that. Just how are we going to make Yankees fans lives miserable again this season?
1: And so it sounds like so you have given up on winning a World Series. And out no, directing
0: is our franchise players. so they
1: can't get past the Orioles. <laughs> and so now you're Stop just worrying you're about just the Yankees.
0: Your, you can't get past the Rangers,
4: <laughs> can't get past anybody. The Rangers are the ones that knock you out every year.
3: Yeah,
0: all right. No, we'll, we'll take, we'll beat the Yankees up this year. Just watch, house.
3: am gonna bring to the bar Adrian Newey. You know who that is? No. This is the guy that builds rocket ships for Red Bull. He's the chief technology officer of Red Bull Racing. And if you haven't seen the science behind what he's put on this year's car, if you thought winning by 20 seconds on average last year by max was something, wait till you see this year. It's ridiculous with this guy. I've been reading about this guy. It's it's just it's an unfair advantage. Adrian Newey, I'd like to get drunk with that guy. Oh.
4: Well, I'm going to call an audible because that kind of reminds me uh, of who I'd really like to talk to right now is Christian Horner of Red Bull. Oh, <laughs> I'd well, like to.
1: You're going to have to. you have to have his lawyer with you.
4: Well, yeah. that'd be fine. <laughs> It'd be me lawyer client privilege, but I'd like to know the fuck happened, what's going on, and, and are we going to lose Christian uh, as our uh, principal of uh, Red Bull for the upcoming year?
2: You, you could ask him, isn't ginger spicy enough anymore?
4: Yeah.
1: You could
2: ask him that too.
1: It's still employed, right? Currently, Yes. Yes. Under There's, review. Okay.
0: Under review. Okay.
1: Under review. All right. Well, I'm bringing, I, I'm a little surprised nobody thought to invite her, but I'm bringing Sabrina. I you to, to have a drink to congratulate her on one hell of a, uh, a competition. Uh, and I just have some questions to ask her about one Kenny Smith who we will revisit and talk about later in this pod. That's really why I want to have her on.
0: Hmm. You should do
2: that.
1: So, all right, da- guys. Ask
2: her if she paid money for that hairdo.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> ouch. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's get into it. Uh, we got to talk a little Super Bowl. It's, it's obviously been over a week now. Um, so how, talk to us about about Super Bowl
3: and a little NFL stuff. So, we're going to start this week with uh a mailbag entry uh submitted by longtime consistent listener Rob Jenner, who has uh a few things still to say about the Super Bowl. Like like the rest of us uh we're all gushing about like can anybody win a Super Bowl while Patrick Mahomes is peaking. He's 28 years old and just got his third Super Bowl. But this was an interesting stat. If we think about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, at 28 years old, Patrick Mahomes has already won three Super Bowls, three Super Bowl MVPs and two NFL MVPs. To, to compare that with dominant athletes that have dominated their sports, compare that to Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's dominance was that at that same age of 28, he had won four Stanley Cups, two Conn Smythe trophies, the playoff MVP, and nine, nine Hart trophies, the NHL MVP by age 28. So let me start with this question to all of you guys. Are we witnessing someone in Patrick Mahomes who will end up being on the Rushmore of professional sports?
1: Wow, all professionals.
3: All professionals. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Is
1: is Mahomes that great? So you're talking Tiger, Jordan,
4: all of them. No, no, no. We're not talking LeBron. Not talking
1: LeBron.
0: We're not talking LeBron. Nice try, though. Nice try how you slipped that in. You meant meant Tom Brady. I get it. I get it. You know, like I shared with you guys this. This is
3: just since you brought up Brady, okay? Since 2001, there have been 125 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth quarter. There was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. So it's coming down to the end. You're down by seven or fewer points. You can tie or win the game. That's your standard clutch moment for a football team do-or-die drive in the postseason. Out of those 125 drives, only 40% of them Saw the team on offense pull off the magic trick and get the points they needed. Tom Brady, he went five for 11, 46%. Drew Brees, pretty good. He went three for six, 50%. Patrick Mahomes is seven for seven, perfect in a last minute drive in the playoffs, down seven or fewer. What about is Elway? Mahomes, Do you
2: have Elway's stats on that?
3: I don't have Elway, but it's fewer than, it's, it's definitely it's, fewer than perfect. For sure. It it is, yeah, I, I think, think it's I yes. think it's
2: unfair to compare Holmes to Gretzky and others in other sports. I mean, Wayne Gretzky is called the great one for a reason. He's not called one of the greatest. He's the great one. I mean, those, no one's ever going to get those kind of numbers in under that many MVPs under the age of 30. But Mahomes is doing what he has to do, to, you know. To become a a great one. He is a he's you can tell he's going to become a great one already. And and Jardy is juxtapose that with the the performance of the Niners in that game. You know, the you you can't win a Super Bowl unless your great players play great at least when necessary. And who are the great, supposedly great players on the Niners? Debo? Where was he? Didn't see him in that game. Trent Williams. Costly penalty, didn't seem to be doing a great job. Christian McCaffrey fumbles on the opening drive. Um, you know, their great players just didn't step up. Mahomes did, and you knew he would. That's the, I think that's what sets him apart. He is in Tom Brady category. He's. I would take him over Peyton Manning right now, any day. Um, so in football, he's great. I think he is great. Does he ever get to the... To the Wayne Gretzky status or Michael Jordan, you know, time will tell.
0: He's on track, right? Yeah, but he's 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 on track.
4: Let's see over the next ten years, yields.
1: Yeah, well, the the, the, the one of the biggest one of the biggest problems for him though is he's chasing a guy who's got seven Super Bowl titles, and and as long as Brady has seven, that's going to be the benchmark for quarterbacks. We could talk about the physical skill set. Uh, and everything that Mahomes brings to the table—I mean, his instincts are are unbelievable on the field. But if he ends up with five Super Bowls, and which would be unbelievable, well, um, Brady still has seven.
4: Okay, Brady's is this, the goat. Is this Depends is on- this Tiger chasing Jack? You know, Jack had eighteen majors. Tiger didn't catch great him. Question: It's a
3: great wow. question.
4: Is um, that well, how we measure? Is that how we measure greatness? But Tiger would have beaten him if he hadn't gotten injured. Maybe, yeah. And but but
1: but that's part of it,
4: right? I mean, that's right. part of it. Jack
1: right. is the greatest 18. over Tiger. If Tiger at
0: fifteen doesn't face some career-ending or altering injury, Ozzie, I don't. I mean, he's going to beat Brady. Yeah, but the Chiefs
4: are going to have to continue to put together a team that year after. But in- have
0: this year they didn't have shit. Yeah, this year this they didn't was have a any, down year. Right. That's how he you know someone's great.
4: He this is basically
1: how they hand the ball to the receiver so they could hold but, on to but, it.
0: by the way, who else used to do this all the time? Tom Brady. He didn't have shit. Yeah. Like like who were his wide receivers? Oh, they brought in Randy Moss one year. Whatever. Yeah, they didn't Man. win a Super Bowl. They, had, they, had, they, had, a guy, they had
3: a guy named Rob Gronkowski. Just so. it but they did him. not
2: win a Super Bowl with Randy Moss. They never had right. an A plus wide receiver. They
3: had Edelman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's slot. I think Wes Welker and Wes Welker and Edelman and Gronkowski were pretty good. They're all being the Hall of Fame. Right.
2: right. I said that they didn't have an A plus wide receiver. Well, I I think those guys are slot receivers and a tight end.
4: Look, look yeah, you you have
3: trajectories. What do you think? I mean, I think you guys all make excellent points about comparing it to others. I think it's just, it's too hard to compare it to the others in the sports. But at 28 years old, I doubted Mahomes this year. I just, I just think that it's crazy to think now in retrospect that the Chiefs were an underdog in the Super Bowl. It's like almost offensive now looking back at it. If the guy has the ball at the end of the game, he's not going to lose. What is the most amazing thing to me about Mahomes is, we all have suffered through challenges with our quarterbacks. And one of the things that we always talk about is will they make the right read? At any point in time, he feels like he, I, I feel like Mahomes is like playing computer chess. He's got like six guys to throw the ball to and he always makes the read to the open guy. Now that's assisted greatly by, I mean, the play call, if you haven't seen that, that, that you know, breakdown that NFL Films does, this was the same touchdown play that, they scored two touchdowns on, on either sides of the end zone against the Eagles in last year's Super Bowl. But the touchdown to Hardeman to win it in overtime is just an incredible play call. But it's it's all a computer up in Mahomes' head. He knows them all. There was an original read that was, that was going to be Andy Reid's famous, like, shovel pass. Andy Reid loves doing that shovel pass. The original play was the shovel pass. And if that got covered over, then the Hardman play. Mahomes has got it all up there. I think he's going to beat Brady. And by the way, one of the things that sets people like Bradshaw and Montana and Mahomes apart, Brady did lose some in the Super Bowl. It's not to say that that doesn't make him one of the greatest or the greatest. But if Mahomes goes undefeated, if he goes five he, he or six, he already lost one. Yeah, in was the Super Bowl. Who was that to? Oh, I don't know. Wait, I forgot to about Brady that To Tom oh. Brady, he lost.
0: Oh, the Bucks?
3: Oh, I did block that out.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, wow!
3: What happened in that Super Bowl? I can't wow. stand Brady. I can't stand Brady. What happened uh, in that Super Bowl? <laughs> was, was oh, Mahomes ball, was. Wait, was Mahomes hurt? That was Mahomes hurt. Did he play on a bum ankle? Well, I didn't yeah. have
0: an offensive line. No, there, he, beat he, beat, he beat
2: Philly
4: with a bum
1: ankle. He beat Philly with a bum ankle. Okay, this let's move on to you basketball. walked into that. Yeah, you, you walked want into basketball. that. That's
4: respect. Unbelievable. Right, wait, wait,
1: wait, wait. So let me so listen. Let's <laughs> let's go back to this then, because I think this was a question from the mailbag too. Yes. Is is and let's I'll set it up this way: Is Mahomes the guy that you start your NFL franchise with, or is there somebody else?
2: Mahomes no. or Michael Vick.
3: By the way, the mailbag question was Michael retired Vick. alive, dead, playing, you name it if you had to in today's NFL. Again, courtesy of Rob Jenner. In today's NFL, that's an important distinction. Who is your number one overall pick? It could be anyone from the history of football. If you had the
2: hindsight to to manage Michael Vick's personal life in today's wow. NFL, he would be amazing
0: Whoa. wow no wow interesting i would say i'd still take mahomes
2: to... over him though
0: you would go always the correct answer is mahomes if i had to pick a player who is no longer playing the this i would always i would go paid manning to build a team around
2: him in today's yeah. nfl we yeah interesting i, I can hey, run I have, faster i can run faster backwards right now at age past
0: happy <laughs> oh. You guys are crazy.
3: I, I'm I'm agreeing with Milk, not on Manning, but I still think it's a brilliant quarterback that knows how to run an offense. I'm going with Joe Montana. Still. Today's NFL. Today's NFL. That's my guy. That's who I'm picking. Can you guys Hope? think Manning is a bad call? Jeez. Oh.
4: I'm just going Roger I mean, Stoppers. Do, no. Do it. No, I'm Troy Aikman. <laughs> No, it's it's Mahomes. He makes other players do things they otherwise wouldn't be doing. About Fran I,
1: Tarkenton, I'm, I'm going to say Mahomes.
4: <laughs> Fran I'm gonna Tarkenton,
1: say Mahomes too. But I think it's it's you know there are a couple other names that you got to think of, and Brady's one of them, and and so are guys like Jim Brown and Barry Sanders, uh, because Jim Brown was a was
4: a, just a a monster. And and a uh, attitude setter. Um, I, I would like to see like Bosa try to bring down Jim Brown. He'd like get run over,
1: right? And and, and uh, Barry it's Sanders it'll... was Barry. I mean, so I, I don't know. I think you got you don't build by...
4: a team around a running back. That's the difference. That's the problem. Who is I mean, that? Probably it would be, be
2: like Bo Jackson running over Brian Bosworth. Yeah. It's, yeah.
4: It's
1: totally yeah. That's happened. right. So look. Um, all right.
4: Anything I don't. I don't. Yeah. Part? I don't. I do not want to leave the Super Bowl until we have a discussion about Shanahan's decision to take the ball first. Oh, God. oh
2: boy. Oh, no. God. You know, discussed to death, Pope. Come on.
4: It hadn't <laughs> been discussed by us, period. All well, right? A, we know what you're Nothing say it. burger. Say it Go ahead it say is it. nothing burger, but it. It's not a nothing burger. You guys have defended Shanahan. I don't fucking understand why. Both teams got what they wanted, which was Shanahan got the ball, and Andy Reid got to defer. There's no way you're going to ever convince me that they should have given the ball to to Mahomes, having four downs, knowing exactly what he needed to do to kill him, and they gave him the opportunity, and he did exactly what
0: they let him do. Period. End ha- of story. What happens if Pacheco fumbles on the first play? Game's over, right? With a field goal.
3: Yes. Well, so
4: well, yeah. If you turn the ball over, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean you assume, anything can happen. You assume they had done that. You assume that you, you just gave Mahomes the ball, the last chance to win, which is exactly what you're not supposed to but do. The,
2: but the, the reality on the field, Hope, was that the Niners defense was
3: gassed. They needed a breather. You have to take that into account. Are you saying that had the Chiefs won the coin flip, Andy Reid was going to defer so they 100%. got the ball last? Yeah, I think, they, so sure I think that. they. I think oh, they. I think have said that. How much do
4: you want to bet?
3: I and, think they have said that. They
4: absolutely have said that. In fact, it's
3: on NFL Films. Here's the thing: yeah. if you know, I, they said something opposite. No, they if, didn't. If if you if cannot, you, ref, no. Hold hold on a second. Here's why the here's that why that argument does not make sense. If you know Mahomes is going to score a touchdown every single time, why not? If you win the coin flip, Mahomes is obviously going to score a touchdown. Okay. And if San Francisco comes back and scores another touchdown, don't worry. Mahomes is going to score a touchdown. It doesn't make sense. The logic, the idea is that Mahomes will always score a touchdown with the ball in his hands. It does not make sense. No, the logic is that
4: you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City's logic, and he knows exactly what he needs to do to kill you. Does he need a field goal to tie? You're in a tough spot. Yeah, he kicked field goal, but you have four downs. decide what to do you have him with a ball for four downs
1: you've got you you have arguably one of the best defenses in the nfl and you need them to make one stop one stop i don't think it's that crazy to to expect that they went down got points and they needed their defense to get one stop to win the super bowl that's true
4: the the reason the reason in my my opinion the reason they lost four downs why do you give him four downs? I, I, stand you, guys all,
3: you guys all said the same thing about Brady when he played the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Don't put that ball. Don't give Brady the ball back with any time left. It's like Milk said. In the end, Brady fumbled the ball. They never got it. You make a turnover. If something happens, if the defense makes a play, you lose. You lose. It's not a crazy idea. San Francisco put points up. They put points up, and anything can happen.
0: Anything. Yeah, they lose. The Chiefs would have kicked a field goal, right? They wouldn't have gone for it on fourth down. If they were in the 49 Depending
4: on Yeah, I mean, but they got that opportunity to decide. That's that's
2: Pope's point is if they went first, it's really a, it's really three downs because they Yeah, you're going to it's punt. fourth and more than 1, they're going to either kick a field goal or punt. Now you or,
4: put
0: the advantage on the fourth, 49ers,
4: right? Or fourth now and 11 advantage. in your own in your own you, on fourth and 11, let's say from your own 30, what are you going to do? You have the ball first. You're going to punt. On fourth and 11, you're down by three. What are you going to do? Oh, you're going to go for it because you know you need it. That's what I'm saying. You gave him four downs to get a touchdown to beat you, and that's what he did. And I, I you know, you guys can disagree. I think that was a horrible call, and I think that's what history will show.
2: I think I, I don't disagree with you. I think it's a legitimate point. I just think it's. And disgust ad nauseum.
0: Well, it's not why they won lost the Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, I think they're I think Chris Jones gets a ton of, of the uh praise and the and the reason for the Chiefs winning because every time Purdy tried to pass the ball over the middle, he had Chris Jones's hand about to smack him on the throwing arm. I mean well,
3: he, well to your point, Rooster. I mean, if you really want to put blame in this case, in this in this game. Uh San Francisco let Chris Jones just through. They just totally missed a block on that third down play at the goal line. Right. That he was wide open. That was a touchdown to be had. Yeah. With a block on Chris Jones. That's a touchdown. And now you're up seven points. One block was what made the difference. I'd rather blame whoever was responsible for that block than Kyle Shanahan. That that was the that's what history will talk about is that missed block on Chris Jones.
2: Well, sp- and speaking about your great players stepping up, where the hell was George Kittle?
4: Who? I mean,
0: so, uh, Kittle. So, who? Where? CMC.
4: Where was, well, he, was, he was taunting the Kansas City uh, uh, guy who got the fumble recovery. You've seen that right, on the NFL. Williams,
2: where were these guys? These are full, highly George? paid superstars. Where were
1: Kittle? Kittle was the guy who I said I thought would have a big game. I thought he was yeah. going to show up because all eyes were on Travis Kelsey. I thought Kittle would want to remind people. That he's not so bad himself, and I, he didn't do shit.
2: He was more yeah. interested in reminding people what a goofball he is.
0: I kept waiting yeah. for him to show up on third, third down, third and five or more. It was obvious fucking blitz every single time they blitzed Purdy, and I kept waiting for Kittle to show up in that instance. When are you going to hit him over the middle, whatever? And it, it's like it was like he couldn't complete a pass on third down.
4: It was kind. Right, we got to move on. We got to move on. All right. the cup... Put, putting a bow on, mirror, the, mirror. on the NFL. What an amazing Super Bowl, though! Sure
1: it was. was. It sure was. Super Bowl. Yep, for sure. And we got through that whole segment without mentioning one. Now I won't say her name. I won't do it.
0: No, no, no. All just, right, just,
1: let's get to the, let's start. get to the NBA. Rooster, what are we looking for? Where are we in the season?
2: We're, we're, we're reevaluating everything we thought we knew about the uh, the two conferences. We, you know, early on this year we thought the East was the beast. You know, the top top four, five, six teams would crush most of the West. Now the East is in disarray, with the exception of the Celtics and Cleveland. The next three best teams are injured, and one of them has made a horrific coaching decision. And who knows what's happening there? Um, Boston has got the best record in basketball and just looks unstoppable. But Cleveland has won nine of their last ten games, and everybody's now healthy. Um, Cleveland would be the second seed if the uh, season ended today, and I'm not sure that's going to change, given what's going on in Milwaukee with the under Doc. I mean, they're three three and seven in the last ten games. The Knicks have four of their five starters injured. Um, they were playing lights out before that, and I would have put them as a strong three seed, uh, possibly four, but I don't know. They, they If they don't get healthy soon, they could be dipping down into Orlando Magic territory by the end of the year in terms of the record. Now, they're, if they get healthy, they're still going to be really good in the playoffs because they, they're a good team this year. Same thing with the Sixers. Um, I mean, House can speak to this too. But when you have um, Embiid injured, that team it just is 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 a shell of itself. And then you've got like you know little nagging injuries to De'Anthony Melton and uh, Tobias Harris, uh, and Batum. I mean, they're they and the Knicks are like the walking wounded. the question is: Do they get? Do they bring Embiid back? Because they're going to get in. they I don't see them falling out of the top ten. They're not going to get down to Brooklyn category in a territory, even without Embiid. So the question is: Do you bring Embiid back for the playoffs? When you're, you know, if you're an eight, nine, ten seed, what do you think, House?
3: Really hard decision. I mean, it's such an investment in your team and your future. I don't know enough. About the likelihood of that injury recurring, if there's any chance, I think you shut them down, knowing with the knowing that you're uh, in a play-in game most likely, and then when you win the play-in game, you're probably going to have to face the Celtics. I just think the Sixers have done a nice job to add something that they had desperately needed all along. I think I think one of the the best moves right at the, the deadline was getting Buddy healed. He's shooting 50% already from three-point. But if if Embiid's risk is l- very low to no risk, I say play him because they're a great team. If there was ever any question about who's the most valuable player to their team, I think we got that answer. The, they are a shell of themselves. It'll be interesting that the walking wounded teams, the Sixers play the Knicks on Friday, I think, in their, both their first games post the All-Star break. But I just – I think it's all academic. I don't see anybody beating Boston East. They're just – no one's talking about it. I don't know why, but Boston is dominating the East. Yeah. Dominating. They're 43-12. and 12. Best I'll, record is – were,
1: were those trades made
3: before the injury? Those trades were made after the injury. The they were. were made after the injury. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, I am really curious to see what happens with the Bucks because you know that you just knew it was just a given that when they got Dame, they were going to become more of an offensive threat, but weaker on defense. He just doesn't play defense. Now Middleton's hurt. Um, Their other big defender now plays for the uh, Celtics. Um, you, you know, Brooke Lopez is not getting any younger. Uh, is, I, I don't know that the Bucks are as good as we thought they were in the beginning of the year. I think they're a four seed maybe by the end of the year.
1: So, um, you know, so things are still weird though, right, Rooster? Because are, are we going to get to this point of the season where the NBA has all the buyouts and, and guys, you know, dictate where they want to go? I mean, you know, I, I've said it a long time. By the time you get to the playoffs – these teams look nothing like they did at the start of the season. There's just so much movement. It didn't seem like a lot happened at the trade deadline, but then you do get this no second blockers. round of yeah, but then you get this second round of buyouts. You know, contract buyout where guys become free agents and sign where they want to. So, you know, are, are these teams at what point do we know these teams are set? And then but you get into the playoffs the whole second season.
2: Who's um you know, who's a big potential in-season free agent. I mean, LeBron's already said he's not going anywhere, but I never believe him when he says that. I
3: don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it's a huge, huge one, but if you want a little playoff savvy, the, again, the Kyle Lowry move was a nice move the Sixers made. You know, once you get to the playoffs, the guy knows how to just play at that point in time. He's yeah. long in the tooth, but he's a solid playoff player. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, the you
2: know, the Sorry, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Rooster. I was gonna say, you know, in contrast, the West is suddenly loaded with teams on the rise. Um the, you know, you got you got the Timberwolves at 39 and 16. Uh, they're seven and three in their last 10, 10 games. The Clippers are seven and three in their last ten games, and the uh Oklahoma City Thunder are right in between them as the second seed if we ended right now. Denver's down at the fourth seed, and they're they're still a strong team, but they're they're kind of suffering from the same thing that the Sixers and the Knicks are. They've got some some injuries to uh, Murray and to Caldwell Pope, so they'll get healthy. And I predict by the end of the year, Denver and maybe the Clippers are on top the West. Um, I just don't know how you go too far with Mike Conley as your point guard these days for the Timberwolves. I mean, I understand that Edwards is, is now a superstar and yeah. you know, Carl Anthony Towns Carl Anthony.
1: has figured out how to play with Gobert,
2: but so, they sometimes get bogged down, getting the ball down the court.
1: So that, that's the team that I'm interested in because when they, when they picked up Gobert last year, uh, I said, very interesting to see, you know, the the size that they were bringing in. Are we going away from these teams that tr- that just shoot three pointers? Is this going to be a new thing? Is it going to work? And just have two big men all the time? Well, uh, they're actually, I think, either first or second in three point shooting in the, in the NBA right yeah. now. Yeah. So I guess they got two big guys and are still draining three pointers uh, along the way. So, I mean, they're they're shooting too. They're it's it's an interesting roster. I mean, and you're right, it took a year for those guys to learn to play together, maybe a year and a half, but yep. but they look like a pretty good team right now. They're playing playing well.
2: One through 10 in the West, you really wouldn't want to run
4: into any one of these teams. Uh, well, even, it, even the Warriors, the Warriors could get on. And without, you know, uh, going Homer here, the Mavericks, it, they're on a six-game winning streak, and they appear to have Gained significantly in the trade deadline with Daniel Gafford uh, as center, and they're playing a little bit different ball right now. Uh, it'll What's be wrong with lively. Play. Is he hurt? He's he's starting to play again. He had a yeah, he had an ankle and then I think a nose deal. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna see you know pretty soon whether this lineup is going to make a difference. The Mavericks have been kind of treading uh, most of the year, but with Luca and Kyrie finally healthy, uh, do they make a run towards the top four? seeds in the west it'll be interesting
3: to see i think the mavs could make that run i I, the mavs and the nuggets wouldn't surprise me if at the end of the day the clippers make it that would gut me to see harden do that the fact that he would finally figure it out but pg3 and choir are just they're that good together with harden there's no reason you wouldn't expect them but i just can't i can't see okc or minnesota making it out of the west maybe one of them ends up Sneaking into the West Finals, but I still think this is, I think it's Nuggets. I do think the Mavs have put together what they need to, to make a deep run. And unfortunately the Clippers. Yeah, I think Nuggets, Clippers, and then it's up in the air. Who's three and
1: four after that. Can can we just talk for a minute about the all-star game?
4: Oh, I didn't even see it.
0: So I I
1: purposely didn't even watch it.
0: I I mean, I don't understand what they're doing. It's, it's offensive
1: to the game of basketball at this point. I mean, these players, you know, you, we could probably give them a punch, uh, but we have plenty of other people lined up uh, for that this week. But, uh, you know, they're not trying. It, it's, it's, it's like a wannabe uh, Harlem Globetrotters versus the, the Washington Generals situation at this point, and they're not, they're not playing. They're not trying. It's a joke. And it's embarrassing for the NBA. And and if I was a guy like like Jordan or Iverson, Larry Bird came out and scolded him yesterday. Yeah, I mean these guys who actually wanted to win, Magic, you know, cared about it and and competed, had fun, but competed. This is silliness at this point. Is This
0: different than what happened to the Pro Bowl. I mean, isn't this exactly what happened there? They just you just don't care anymore. They're not incentivized. Yeah, but it wasn't
4: this concern about the injury.
1: Yeah, Pro Pro nobody wanted to get injured because, yeah, those guys. I mean, those but, guys. But you know, the gonna,
2: quarterbacks, yeah. the receivers, and the cornerbacks used to play hard in the Pro Bowl. Now they don't
3: even do that. Well, you know, our well, good what? friend, our our good friend Jerry Bembry from Anscape, had posted something today, saying basically he he didn't even watch the game. It's it's so bad that unfortunately it's starting to permeate the game at the college and high school level where he says he sees kids all the time, plays Matador defense. Like it's not good that the NBA is putting on this product and saying, look at this playground fun stuff. This is the way basketball should be played because, because that will make its way into the game. Like, let's see what, if we're so much better than another team, if we're, if we're an AAU ball, let's just try out this play. See if we can pull it off. It's so bad for the game.
0: Yeah, are house. they trying to avoid injuries? Is that what's happening here? No, what? no, no, they're just what mailing it? it in. What the hell is it? They're ball they good. Don't want, it's I a don't show, understand. it's a show. They're not, they don't want to play hard. It's an exhibition.
4: They don't
2: want I, to, play I, hard. I think they should just put on a rookie all star game and those guys would play hard. We'd watch it.
4: Hey, house, your, your kids are a pretty good metric on this. Did they watch the all star game?
3: They only want to watch three-point shooting skills competition and dunk contest. And even that stunk this year. So the there you contest. go. They, have, they don't. They don't want to watch the game. The best, the best moment of the whole weekend
1: was Sabrina and staff. Yeah. That was that was the most exciting, interesting thing of the whole weekend, I think.
4: Yeah. I mean, three-point shooting and dunk contest was you know an add-on to the all-star game, like back in the 80s, to you know, kind of get more pizzazz to it. But the all-star game, like Jordan and Magic, I mean, Isaiah, they they wanted to win. There was pride on the line. Yeah, I can
2: remember Bill Lambeer still taking people out in the All-Star game, and people wanted to throw a punch at him.
3: Now, I I hated when baseball did that thing where the All-Star game winner Was who was the host for the World Series? I think that's that's a terrible, terrible thing that punishes a good team. But you could put an end to the silliness by saying the conference that wins the All Star Game hosts the hosts the finals. I mean that you would have have a much more competitive contest.
0: Do they make any money? Do they get paid to play in that game? Like the incentives for making it contract problem yeah i yeah. think
2: they have contract incentives for being named
4: to i
0: don't know if the nba named, actually but i don't it. think the winner wins money i mean they do I think they get like a,
1: i think it's like a hundred thousand dollars to the team that wins
4: like per person
1: yeah but i mean I, these guys don't give a shit that, about that they don't even pay for fuel to get there that's a, right on their pjs um all right so the nba sucks um real hoops let's yeah let's get into it where, where i don't know i mean NBA light at this point with the with <laughs> the, the nil money and everything. It's tight. We're getting close to the, watching the bubble here in the NCAA. Yeah, Caitlin um, Clark's
2: making like nine hundred grand a year
1: now. Yeah.
2: Wow.
4: Mar- March Madness right around the corner. We had our first. I think maybe they did it last year. I can't remember. House, is this our? This is fairly new though, where they released the seeds, uh, the six top sixteen seeds. I don't remember seeing it before. They actually maybe, released. Yeah. it. I maybe what? this is brand new. I mean, they're trying to follow what college football playoff did CFP by having you know some suspense on who the top seeds are. Uh, and I'm not, but I'm not sure you know that was a selection committee that did this. I, I, I don't, this is CBS. I'm not sure this is the NCAA selection committee. Uh, this, this just CBS, as far as I know. Uh, committee doesn't get together and do these seeds this early. Oh, no,
0: not till after the,
4: but. Yeah, but any anyway, uh, what what we have here is the uh, release of the first sixteen seeds, at least according to the CBS uh, pollsters. Uh, first seed was uh, Purdue, who uh, promptly turned around and uh, yeah. shit shit the bed in that Ohio State against yeah. an interim coach uh, on primetime Sunday afternoon. Uh, Big Ten basketball milk. That's another thing I was going to bring up. So this year. Here's a stat for you. I don't know the exact percentage, but I do know that this year, the top 10 teams on the road under 500. First time ever. Wow. Wow. Under 500. Wait, what? That again? Yep. Top 10 teams on the road under 500. Yeah. That's bananas. That is bananas. And I think it shows you there is a lot of parity this year, and it's going to be a crazy final, you know, uh, March madness. Once again, UConn, who I'm not sure why they're not the number one overall seed is, uh, they are today. They are certainly I mean, there, they but yeah, their body of work. I mean, they, they smashed Carolina, uh, who's the number five seed, uh, Houston, um, which, uh, just tore Texas apart, uh, last week is, uh, the third third seed in Arizona, uh, led by uh Carolina X Caleb Love and company is the fourth seed then you have Carolina five you got Tennessee uh Rick Barnes team at six uh Marquette which got destroyed by UConn at seven so I'm not sure they would still be there uh then you got KU at eight they've just they've been unimpressive this year kind of up and down uh Alabama at nine uh, they've had a couple good wins Baylor at 10 Iowa State 11. Duke at twelve, Auburn thirteen, San Diego State fourteen, uh, Illinois fifteen, and Wisconsin at sixteen. Those are your top sixteen teams. But what we always focus on, though, is is the bubble watch. How many how many teams are you know on the bubble, potentially going to get in each conference, trying to get as many as possible. Um, a little uh, graphic that House uh, was nice to provide for uh, for my section today. So right now. If you just take the bubble teams and you add in the locks, the conferences, you got 10 teams in the Big 12, nine in the SEC, seven in the Big East, six in the Big 10, six in the ACC, and three in the Pac-12, and then you have a lot of uh, conferences that have teams that are not even locks or uh, uh, should be in yet. Um, so at least according to uh, that source, the Big 12 and the SEC are the top. Two conferences. Do you all agree with that?
3: Big twelve in the SEC? Yep. Well, I don't know about that. The
1: Big East is the greatest conference in basketball year after year, year period.
4: Particularly this year. Well, that's a little harsh.
0: I mean, I I, you gotta throw the SEC in there because they've got just from top to bottom. There's so many. Right. That's look how many are in the top twenty five. Right.
2: See, I, I think, by the way, they,
0: by the way, Tennessee can absolutely win the national championship. Absolutely.
2: See, that goes to my question, which I think is a more interesting question. I'm looking at this list of the AP top 25, the coaches poll top 25. And typically by this time of the year, you, you just can look at the list and say to yourself, well, there's, there's a Kansas, there's a Kentucky, there's a Duke, there's a UNC. Any one of those teams could get hot and take take the championship right now. I'm struggling to see any one of those teams taking it away from UConn. But, but maybe you're saying Tennessee and maybe Houston, it's not going to be Purdue. I'll tell you that
1: right now. No, Purdue goes out the first weekend, right?
0: Yeah. Hands down, right? Like hands down. Number one, but right now, I mean, right now, but right now. Yeah. I think, look, anyone, any of these top 10 teams, they're, I, I don't I mean Kansas I don't know but
2: well that's my like question because you and I do follow college ball
3: more than Kansas I do.
4: absolutely has the horses to make a run no question they're just not but, playing they won't. Right
3: now. they won't it's Kansas oh, always I don't know about that you can't say they always disappoint how many times has Bill self gotten his team into the <laughs> final four maybe, maybe that's
0: what I'm gambling on. two
4: years ago they they beat Carolina for the national championship
3: I mean, I, I, I kept hearing all, all the
2: commentators blow smoke up Auburn's ass this weekend, and then Kentucky came in and kicked them at home. No, I don't think Auburn's. That's the, one, going that's very the
0: one knock on the SEC is that all of these teams they they're beating each other. Like right, uh, Kentucky's having a horrible year at
4: home. Yeah, they're they're a good scary team. I don't want to play them in March.
3: I think one no. of the things that UConn benefited from last year. Was they got their mojo during their tournament, and they right. played, yeah. they played fearlessly, and they didn't have a bullseye on their back. Right, they were, are going, they are going to come in this tournament with a bullseye on them, and I think that's if UConn somehow repeats, that would be just beyond incredible because to do that with a bullseye on your back and not the kind of momentum that a UConn team normally puts together, that's who I want to like. We won't do this today, but as we get closer to the March Madness, we'll figure out like who's that four through six seed likely to be a four through six seed that's very scary that nobody wants to play that could find that momentum
2: you're right about that they yeah they had some, they had some bad losses last year early they they kept getting better and they were getting better right up until the Mar- march madness and they were getting better game to game during march madness that's not going to happen this year
3: you can't they're already there yeah yeah well
1: there's there's a lot of basketball to be played still and and you know these teams do come together there are kids uh and so you know you you never know what's going to shake out I mean how many how many more um number one ranked teams will we see before the season ends is UConn going to win out and and stay number one or are we going to have three more number ones before we get into to March
4: well even if UConn lost I Still think they would be ahead. I mean, the only team that could potentially, in my mind, get them is Houston. I don't,
3: I don't see Purdue going back to one anytime soon. UConn stays there because I think they passed the test that they need to pass was, which was beating Marquette. You know, so uh, now, now, now what they've got left is Big East twenty. But I think they're going to finish one in the country. Beat Marquette. They crushed him. Yeah, crushed crush Marquette. Yeah, but that's the
0: Houston fourth. The number a- fourteen. Houston has a massive game tonight against Iowa State, too.
4: Oh, it sounds like a, a, a better's angle here coming. Love I love mean, that.
0: I think I mean, Tlingin's
2: game is already play. better than Chet Holmgren's. <laughs> his, his post game is already better than Chet Holmgren's is in the NBA. He doesn't have much of an outside game. There, the, the weakness that um, UConn has is there are a couple of guys who aren't great defenders. Like Cam Spencer can't, cannot guard a fast guard
4: yeah, Houston's yeah. got Iowa State Baylor and Kansas left, yeah,
0: that's tough. That's a, that's a hellish end of the of the season. By the way, big ten days here for two perennial March Madness teams, Villanova, as house knows, they have work to do and Gonzaga. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean we, we Gonzaga has to they probably have to beat St. Mary's to get in. Which I think is this week or 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 whatever, but mm-hmm. I mean, you might might see a tournament without them if they don't do. They something. might
2: have to uh, coax Timmy out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> All right. Anything else on uh on hoops, college hoops? Nope. Yeah. Rooster, yeah, you're gonna introduce a new uh, a, a new segment here.
2: So yeah, we we uh, we had a segment last year where we were debating. What are the better uh, Girl Scout cookies? And so, just along those wholesome lines, we thought we would do a little bourbon tasting and talk about bourbon. And so, I'm going to get you, kicked... Lee
3: Hoffman, for the suggestion. I'm going to get us
2: kicked off, uh, kicked, kicked off. Not what a great, out. What a
4: great segue. <laughs> oh boy, he's been drinking it all day. Uh, <laughs> you don't think? I, I'm
2: going to get first us thing kicked he off. said
4: was, "I'll have with a bar."
2: Uh, I'm going to get us kicked off with my very favorite um, affordable bourbon, which is Buffalo trace. Um, it's, you can get a bottle of Buffalo trace for like 30 something dollars, $33 a bottle. And it is a smooth, delicious bourbon with a little hint of caramel. You can drink it.
0: (laughs) You can drink it (laughs) neat.
2: You can drink it on the rocks or, or if you're Pope, you could pour sugar and Grape juice and li- <laughs> lime juice and everything else in it, and, and claim to be a bourbon. The guy. fuck would that be called?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, rooster. Anyway, rooster, bottom's rooster, up.
1: Rooster, made me a little. Sick rooster is of my rooster Buffalo is trace. loyal to the Buffalo Trace, and just by by background, we did a blind uh, tasting l- last year, two, years, two ago? years
2: ago, yeah, two years ago,
1: yeah. um, and I think. The near every one of us picked the Buffalo Trace as our favorite.
2: Yeah, except, Pope. standard. They he picked, a, uh, he, picked a, he picked a rum as his favorite bourbon.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, we have opened the SMQB mailbag. We would love to have our listeners nominate a bourbon for us to taste, uh, and we thank Lee Hoffman for this suggestion that that he actually wants us to combine bourbon and Girl Scout cookies, but. <laughs> We're just gonna we're just gonna do the bourbon. Buffalo Trace is where it's at. I think There's Buffalo right. Trace
2: would go really well with the s'mores. Or no, the uh, what was our winner last year? Samoas. Samoas. The Samoas.
3: Or whatever. The Carmel delights. Whatever PC they're
2: name they're called
1: now. Carmel delights. Ah. So all right, that's uh someone someone pick one for next week and uh, bourbon talk. Keep it up, but yeah, bourbon talk. Um. Time to punch someone.
2: Don't call it a comeback.
1: And I'm gonna take this one. I've got on my background, you can see Sabrina and Steph up with the with the title I, I mentioned earlier that I think the best part of NBA All-Star Weekend was this competition. I don't know if you guys saw how they set this up and everything during the season, but they had Steph Curry was mic'd up one night. Uh, before the game, and he went over to uh, one of the guys, I don't think it was Clay, I don't remember who it was, and said, do you know who's got the record for most three-pointers in college history or something like that? And whoever it was goes, I think it's Sabrina. And it was. And uh, Sabrina Ionescu, so Steph said, I think I got to make this happen. I think I got to show her who's boss." And, and, you know, this is all had to have been planned out ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And of course, Sabrina immediately responds to the clip on Twitter and says, let's do it. So here we are. We get to NBA All-Star weekend and they, they do, I guess it's just one round, but like your typical three-point contest. And Steph did beat her. I think he beat her like 29 to 26. Is that, was that the final? I think it was
2: three. Yeah. Three. He beat her by three.
1: Yeah. And um, so, but it was close. I mean, he had to hit his money ball. Like he hit, I think he drained all of the last uh, five balls, which were all money balls in the corner. And I think that's the way he he came out ahead. Um, so it was a really great moment. It was really fun. It was great for uh, women's basketball, which has had um, you know kind of a a spotlight on it for uh, Caitlin Clark this last week, and then for Sabrina to do that. Enter Kenny Smith. And Kenny, instead of just letting the moment happen, you know, you know, as lawyers, sometimes the hardest thing to do is no one not to say something at all and just sit and not, not even stand up. Kenny, Kenny should have followed that because instead he gets into this whole thing that she should have shot from the women's line and, you know, it, it, she could have won if she was shooting from the women's line and there's a reason you know, women have a shorter distance, and and then when he kind of got, you know, Reggie Miller tried to call him out a little bit on it. I think Reggie was trying to get him to shut the fuck up. Uh, and he said, "He said, what are you talking about? There's a women's ski in golf too," and it just reeked of misogyny. Uh, it was just really unfortunate, and I, I just don't think he got it. I mean, here she was, by the way, her 26 points were tied gain his final round, uh, in the actual three point contest. Right. So it wasn't like, you know, this was, was a, a beat down. I mean, he would have been in the finals or would have competed in the finals against the best. So it was just a weird comment. Uh, and it was, it was really tone deaf and it was a good moment. In his
2: prime, Kenny Smith would have lost that contest by more than three shots to Steph Curry. So I don't know where he gets off even saying that.
1: Yeah, it, it was just it was just really
3: strange. Uh, so Kenny Smith, you're you're getting punched this week, and, and and after the punch hits him on one side of the face, just keep going with your fist over to Jay Williams, who similarly said that Caitlin Clark is not great yet because she hasn't won a championship. I don't know if you heard that. It was on the same day. It was on the same day that Kenny Smith did that. That Jay Williams on. ESPN game day for college basketball said that uh, she's not in the same league as Diana Taurasi or Brianna Stewart because she hasn't won a championship yet. I mean, what is wrong with these guys? Seriously.
2: It's just a dumb statement. It's not not like she's she's not playing on a championship caliber program like UConn or Tennessee or LSU.
0: I would say. That's a duke
2: comment. Well, yeah, it's a yeah. comment also by a guy who, who <laughs> like screwed NBA up all comment. of his it's a guy guy who screwed up all his potential to ever be an NBA star. And so now all he has to cling to is his Duke championship.
1: So now yeah. he over right. overinflates right. the value exactly. of it. Exactly. Right, because he wrecked his motorcycle. Yeah. Uh all right. Lots of punches there. Uh how about a lasso?
2: Fuck you,
3: this is just an amazing story from this past weekend. Uh, East Carolina University doesn't normally get the front page of college sports, but what a lot of people don't know is they happen to be a a great college baseball team. They have been for the last few years. They've got a great program. I think preseason this year, they were number 11 in the country. Uh, ECU has a player on their team named Parker Bird. And in July of 22, Parker Bird was in a boating accident where he fell off the boat and the propeller to the boat damaged both of his legs. And eventually, as a result, uh, he had to lose one of his legs. And he was a, a college baseball commit to ECU and a very, very talented player. And he, as anyone would come to conclude after something like that, realized that his baseball career is over. But his mom said that that wasn't the case. And uh, together with the community, raised a lot of money to get a prosthetic. And to the great credit of East Carolina University, uh, these scholarships are worth quite a bit. ECU didn't pull a scholarship. And everybody said, you can still do this. You can still play college baseball. The equipment with you know prosthetics has gotten so good that you can do that. And this past Friday night, february 16th uh ecu had a game because it's the the start of the college baseball weekend and ecu was winning pretty handily and they brought in parker bird to the plate and if you've not yet seen the video of this guy approaching a division one baseball game with one of those prosthetic legs and it wasn't covered up it wasn't like sometimes you see prosthetics and you can barely see it this was in full view he walks up to the plate as it turns out he actually drew a base on balls he drew a walk and uh you know ran down to first base after after that and that was just it was an incredible moment for that whole team for that guy for the kind of the will of the spirit to return from injury to just believe that you can overcome anything and if there's there's a lasso parker bird definitely and ecu it's definitely worthy of a lasso that was incredible incredible moment
1: Great story, right. yeah. It's it's definitely a lasso. That's awesome. All right, let's uh have some buzzer beaters and get out of here, guys. Milk, why don't you lead us off with a buzzer beater? You got something?
0: I guess I have to fucking wish Podetti congratulations on yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I think he was <laughs> that guy. I think
3: yeah.
0: it' was six back going in. He shot nine under and honestly hit two birdies to, it wasn't even, it was less than a foot. Like they were both like six inches. Most ridiculous back-to-back shots I've seen. Um, Congratulations to a That was ridiculous. Cost
1: us money. Cost us money.
0: And list. I hate you.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Or Luke list. (laughs) He's listless. Yes. You got one. I'm just excited about this F1 season about to get underway. Uh, we're just a couple weeks away from Bahrain uh, this next week. They're going to be taking the cars out on the track. Uh, and I can't wait to see how it all plays out. There's going to be tremendous drama this year. Lame duck Lewis, you know, with Mercedes and same with Carlos science with Ferrari. It's just, there's a lot, a lot, a lot to see. Does McLaren keep that mojo that they were building towards the end of the year? Do they become like the the solid number two? And just what kind of records is Red Bull going to set this season? We'll probably do an F1 preview, but I cannot wait to hear that those engines get onto the track next week.
4: Oh, house got me on mine. I was talking to F1. Couldn't say it better. Sorry, Pope. No, you're all good.
1: Rooster, how about you? Um,
2: yeah the uh, the resurrection of Kevin Ollie. Uh, yes.
4: A- after oh, wow.
2: after getting fired by UConn for what turned out to be false allegations, Kevin Ollie has climbed and scratched his way all the way back, and was just named head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And I, I'm not sure that's a uh, uh, you know a, a prize a punishment. But, uh, it's like the old <laughs> WC Fields joke about a trip to Philadelphia.
3: <laughs> you ever hear that? Jock like Vaughn,
4: Vaughn, Vaughn was fired today?
2: Jock, yeah, Jock Vaughn yeah. was fired today and Kevin Ollie was named his replacement. Was he on staff? I haven't even followed it. No, he was he was up for a head coaching job at of the Pistons recently.
4: Let me see. But I mean, I was he on some NBA staff and he got pulled from there
1: i think he was on brooklyn staff
3: i don't remember
4: so was that firing
3: is he, is he interim
4: or is he permanent interim okay I think he's interim. interim it just happened today yeah so
1: um all right i'll give you while well, rooster's looking that up i'll give you my buzzer beater i got uh just two to note one the daytona 500 is going on as we sit here and record uh, it'll probably be wrapping up just as we as we uh, go get this out on on Spotify and Apple and YouTube and everywhere else. Uh, but also this week, Friday, Saturday, uh, Major League Baseball spring training games start. Okay. Uh, check them out. Might go up and check out a Nats game this weekend. Uh, so go out. Uh, let's play ball. You got anything else? All right, guys. Have a good week show.